My name is Shannon. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Very, very grateful. Um, thanks, Tammy, for asking me to share today. Uh, I'm the kind of compulsive eater who came here and found God. So I love to talk about food because I still love to eat and I still love food. But I'm not, that's not really where I live. I don't live in the food. I don't wrestle with the food. Because um, it's just an indicator. And when I'm in the food, I know that that means I need more God. And that's, that's how I got here. So um, I'm my, um, four and a half years old in this program. Um, I don't eat flour or sugar. And um, I came in on my knees and I got abstinent uh, pretty quickly from flour and sugar. And I haven't, and I've maintained that abstinence since I've been here. Um, and I'll, you know, when I tell you my story, you'll hear how that happened for me. But um, for me, uh, not eating flour and sugar has been, I heard this on a podcast once, too. It's like, it's not about, like, opening the gates of heaven and letting me in. It's opening the gates of hell and letting me out. And when I was, when that compulsion of, but it went, for me, it's a drug addiction. I mean, I have other addictions in my family, and I came into this program through Al-Anon, and, and that's part of my story, which I'll tell you in a minute. But um, when, I mean, I didn't know it was possible to not eat flour and sugar, because that's all I ate. So, I mean, that was, when, when, when I came in here on my knees and my sponsor said, well, I, the woman who I wanted to sponsor me, and I had only been in program for a short time, but like I said, I was desperate, so I saw someone who had what I wanted. She was very sober. And I, I mean, I, when I'm, when I'm not in this program, I am not sober. Um, and, and in, even in this program, I have to, it's a daily reprieve. <laughs> there are many moments of the day when I'm not sober and I have to, uh, you know, pray for sobriety. Um, and I asked her, how do you, you know, would you sponsor me? And she said, well, I only sponsor the way I was sponsored, which is no, sh- no sugar, no flour. And I feel like I just, was like what (laughs) are you serious you know just like it just it was like gibberish anyway um I just I knew I I guess because I came in I knew enough and and we say this like I knew that whatever I was doing or whatever I had ever done it didn't work I mean it couldn't be any worse right you know like we um I I uh sing and I'll talk about that in my story and maybe some of you have seen us in the the shows at the OA birthday party, but one of the lines that we love is where we say, you know, if it doesn't work for you, you can have all your misery back, I promise. It'll be right there waiting for you. So um, it was kind of like that. I was like, well, I dragged myself into this place, this, which seemed awful. You know, I didn't want to be here. You know, I was also one of those people who came in so angry and bitter, um, so resentful, and just completely um shut down from people and just i mean sure i had the the act you know i had the act down and all that so maybe you wouldn't know that about me and maybe people thought oh she's just a nice girl and whatever but that's not what was happening on the inside um it was a real it's a you know it's a struggle i'm an artist for a living and you know i have a kind of an existential crisis built into my you know <laughs> dna and so i struggle that's why i need this program you know i, I would struggle still every day but you know now i i don't because i know i know it'll just let it go it doesn't i mean god has shown me that he'll, he's got it you know that's how the steps work and that's how recovery works um anyway so she said that and she said why don't you pray about it 
And at the time, I mean, I was just fine. I mean, I really found God when I got here. So I, that was kind of a new and I'm like, yeah, well, OK, well, all right, whatever that means. So I just, you know, I just kind of sat still, which before program sitting still was not on the list of things to do. Um, every day was about go, 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 run, run, run. Don't look back. Don't look, don't look down. Don't, you know, don't stop. If you do, like all hell's going to break loose and everything's going to fall apart and you're going to be completely stranded and abandoned forever, or, you know, left to burden hell or whichever, you know, whichever thing it was that day. And, um, but I did, you know, I, you know, that's how it works. Like I saw sobriety in her face. I wanted it. And I was like, all right, well, that's what she said to do. So do that. And it just took just, you know, not very long at all. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. You know, can you do a day? I don't know. I'll try it. Like, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) And then, um, but that is that feeling or that fact that God touched me to say that, that surrender, that is why I'm sober today. Because every day, and I actually have in my phone, I have like five I think it's like every three hours, which because I guess I have this belief that I'm supposed to eat five mini meals a day because some trainer told me that like 30 years ago or whatever. Um, so five times a day, um, I have a little sound that goes off and it says gratitude surrender because I have to go back to that feeling of like, I mean, it's like a physical release of like, OK, you know, <laughs> I can't I'm not I can't do this. You know, I can't do any of this. And I, I could not eat cookies. That's. You know, that's God. Um, and so then one day at a time, I started to recover. And um, so my story is that um, I was raised in abuse um, and, and in religion and abused sort of in the name of that religion. And there was a lot of, um, you know, this is, you know, hell, my way or the highway kind of stuff. You know, you're going to hell, a lot of that. And um, it sucked. And it kind of messed me up. And, you know, to this day, and I've, I'm making amends, uh, kind of second round of amends, working the steps and my, with my family and, you know, miracles beyond miracles. Um, I mean, the fact that I can, like, have a pre- be present in a conversation and not be resentful and angry with my family is a miracle that's worth... You know, if I didn't get any more recovery than that, that is huge. You know, like just, I was just sharing in a meeting this week, just like the littlest things, like when we tell those stories about how, I mean, someone was leading and she was telling the story about the peanut butter and how she would just like sit and go back and go back and just hate herself. And I mean, a billion times I was, that was, you know, we were all there. It was like in the room with the whatever, I don't know, the cereal boxes or, what, you know, just whichever thing it was. And, like, just the fact that I don't do that anymore. Like, if I took five times a day to just go, like, back to that feeling and then be like, I'm not doing that, that right there is enough recovery for me to be fine, you know, compared to what it used to be like. Um, and at the time, it was so awful, but I didn't know. I didn't have any hope because I didn't know. I mean, that seemed like... There was no way out of that. That's that. That's that, that's what addiction is. It's a, it's an endless spiral, you know. And, and you, when you're in it, you can't get out by your, you know you're alone, and that's how it works. I mean, that is a, a system, you know, that is in place. And I just for whatever reason of my makeup and my DNA and my ancestry and you know what's in my family and whatever, like that's 
that's how it, that's how it evolved for me. It turned into addiction. And um, so my story is um, because of the way we were we were raised and stuff, my brother became a, a practicing drug addict. And so he, I was the good one who was so scared to do anything wrong that I used food and I internalized and I stayed, you know, I towed the line, as I say. And I, I just held my breath, basically, until I could get out. And um, he chose rebellion, you know, in your face kind of rebellion, and he used drugs and stuff. So um, I got into Al-Anon because my brother was a drug, ad- drug addict and like, oh, my God, I have to fix him. And what am I going to do and how am I going to save everybody and um, I've got to make it all right and um, you know didn't even realize that I had created sort of had become a martyr martyr in my own relationships was completely codependent with everyone in my life Um, had just kind of given myself away to everything I'd ever done had no sense of self and um, had shut down dreams that I had of, of and, and even talents that I had and wasn't using them and was just kind of doing what everyone else told me to do and thinking that somehow I was in control of it and being angry at them. Like I had this whole codependent thing, this fantasy that I had made up that I was like in control, but yet everything I was doing was because of what other people were telling me to do, but they weren't even, they weren't even really telling me to do that. It was all in my head. So back then I didn't know that, and I got I, I got into Al-Anon because, like I said, it was all about my brother and how I had to fix him and what was that you know oh my God and I'm so scared and uh, you know little by little as they say in the big book God I started finding God and at that time I hated God and actually my brother had told me years before that um, he had gotten uh, had to do recovery work for some arrest or something and. Um, that he, he said he said that he was doing the 12 steps and he, he mentioned the word God and I was like oh heck no no that's I couldn't even believe he was saying that I was so bitter like what are you talking about that's no um, so anyway came in and just started listening to people listening to stories and just being amazed at how people sat with each other's emotions and didn't have to do anything about it and how people would just tell these gut-wrenching stories and then just be like keep coming back and then everyone would just come back and I couldn't believe that there were no leaders because I was raised in like very you know heavy leadership kind of religion and um, I just couldn't believe it I was like how does this happen you know so those kind of things just started like kind of breaking up my concrete you know like the foundation started to get shift started shifting and um, after a couple of years, I went, I, really, I did not, I, I say this all the time, I did not, the steps were like a thing, a banner on the wall that they read. And I just was like, that sounds weird and old fashioned. I don't understand. I, I, I could not, did not compute. I, I tried getting a sponsor. She broke up with me and I cried so hard I got a migraine. Um, and, she, and of course I picked someone who was like the recreation of my childhood and she was like yelling at me and I was crying and oh my god it was awful you know meanwhile I would go to a meeting and I would go across the street to a girl because it was at Brentwood you know which is where we all you know I love that was my room and I'd go to a, like whatever the one across the street um, Zamfany Foods and get the apple pop tarts and eat a box or two after the meeting depending in the car you know, like that, that was, the, that was my survival. Like that's, and I didn't know this is before food. So I didn't know. I, I thought I was just getting by, you know, 
Um, anyway, I <laughs> through those binges, I was binging, binging, you know, kind of started building. So anyway, I got this bright idea through, you know, because I was kind of starting to change that I should, um, for my 40th birthday, um, come out to everyone about the fact that I'm a singer because I had shut down my um, singing and had not sung for 20 years, even though I was raised singing in church. And that was like my whole life was about music. Um, I picked a different career, which I am very successful at, thank God, and in becoming more successful thanks to this program um, and, and sobriety of mine. Um, but I, uh, you know, and I had put all my focus on that, and so I shut down this other thing. So I decided, oh, I need to come out about my singing because I could feel that I was getting, you know, that that was part of my sickness. I didn't, I didn't have any words for it then. So I decided to do this, and of course, in self-will, it's like, okay, 130 of my nearest and dearest friends, full, you know, 10-piece band, and rent the thing, and the whole big deal, and spend a year preparing, and um, about uh, three months before the show, which was going to be in October, I started eating, and I couldn't stop. Now, again, this is nothing new, but because I'm in recovery now, it's kind of like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> you know, like, I guess I was had some awareness or whatever. Like, it was nothing new, but it was just like, you know, I guess, like, for me, maybe it was like rock bottom. I had to, like, really, like, put all the worst of those lifetimes of behaviors into those last three months, you know. So I gained 40 pounds, and... um just, you know, it was the whole the fast food thing, the, you know, just going from window to window to window and just, you know, just all of it. I was so nervous about, like, um, the fact that I was going to show people who I really was. And so I had to just start packing on the pounds. <laughs> and, I didn't, you know, again, I did not have words for it at the time. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was in, I was in, I was in my addiction. I was, like, I, I was hating myself and just, like, so scared and so... Um, just scared, terrified, you know, and just so much anxiety. And, you know, for me, like, that's why food's a drug. It's like, you know, it's a thinking problem, as we say, and my thinking causes me to get physical anxiety because of my physical experiences as a child. Like, I go into, it goes to my body, and then I've got to get relief. And if I don't have a tool, if I don't have God, like, relief was food because that works. It's a drug, you know. But then that is the cycle. So um, I didn't have any way to break it. So I get to, it's like the week before the show, and I, I found myself, and again, I, I really had not found God yet. I, 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 he was there, and I know that now because of looking back, but like I was just going to Al-Anon once a week, and I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't really working the program. And it's like a week before, and I found myself like on my knees, probably, you know, the, the story that we all know with the empty whatever's all around, God knows, or the car. And it was just like, God, if you can just get me through this thing, I will go to OA on Monday morning, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know... Damn it! I don't want to. You know, I didn't want to have to go to another program. I didn't. Want, I didn't even know what that meant. And like I said, I was so resentful, and you know, I really thought that I was supposed to fix everything. I still thought that, you know, and that I was supposed to be doing it myself. You know, that I wasn't supposed to ask for help or need anybody. Um, and uh, so I, I did the show, and you know, like I said, 130 people came. Most of them didn't even know I sang at all, and they were and. Um, I came out after, it was terrifying, and I came out after the show thinking that everyone was going to, like, throw tomatoes at me, you know, because I had just been so miserable trying to get through it, and it was just like this 
sea of love and light that like came at me and I just I'd never I'd I'd never seen that I didn't think that was possible I'd never allowed myself to have those feelings for anybody else or anything else so all these people just like put that to me and and I was just like I mean that was God I mean hello um so I said oh okay (laughs) this is a thing like this is so I I came to uh away on Monday morning (laughs) (laughs) after like eating and drinking and being like completely wasted that entire weekend um Monday morning in the cottages still my home meeting and I stood outside the door and I said I was so mad and I didn't want to go in and I was FAT um and I said, this, I can't, this, I just, this, my life cannot just be about the fact that I can't put down a cheeseburger. This is so jacked up. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> this is crazy. And again, I didn't have all the stuff that I just said. I didn't know any of that then. I was totally in disease. Um, all the stuff about recovery and how it works on you know, and I'm just standing there and I, I literally, I said, God, I, I can't, I, it can't, this can't be about food. This is so lame. I know there's more to life than this. You know, like, why am I stuck here having to come to this place? Because to me, it was like I was going to like, you know, Weight Watchers or whatever, like again. And um, I, I mean, audibly, I mean, to me, it was audible. God said, you don't need more food. You just need more of me. And I was like, all right. So I went in. Um, so, you know, like I said, then I found the sponsor and I got abstinent and then things started to change. And I, I went religiously that meeting. And at that time, I, and so then I started going to a lot of meetings and I, uh, but I'd say it was probably a, I mean, a year is probably an exaggeration. I am an addict. So everything I say, you can like subtract half. Um, <laughs> um, so, but so at some long, decently long period of time, I didn't speak to anybody. I did not. I mean, the minute the meeting was over, I was out that door. I didn't sit by anybody. I had to sit in the back room with the hoodie. You know, the whole, we've all either been there or seen it, you know, um, like, don't touch me, like, cringing, you know, the whole thing. And, um, you know, then over time, he, he started to, he started to fix me. And then now all these years have passed, and I've been abstinent for four and a half years. And like I said, my life is, you know, completely different I show up for the relationships in my life uh, and, and that doesn't mean they're good that means I am learning to tell the truth and that's uh, t- telling the truth is the thing that um, I still can't do and I actually work another program around that now um, I call it Al-Anon Advanced and <laughs> um, I've been in that program for two years you know God keeps leading me deeper into this because it's <laughs> You know, it's not necessarily about the food. And once it's for me, like once I'm sober from the food, then it's like, okay, now let's like get going on what's really happening here. But that's, it takes a long time. For me, it's taking a long time. Of course, I wish it was done faster, you know, because I was going to be done. Um, I love the big book. I love the steps. I love Joe and Charlie. I love going to meetings. I love all of you guys. I love hearing stories. I love sharing because it it's how we show up for our own recovery. I, I mean, I'm saying that. I'm saying a contrary action because I actually hate it. Um, <laughs> so um, right now I'm working on gratitude because, um, and it's, you know, this is, this is going to be the honest part. Like, I'm not grateful. <laughs> like, I don't have, I mean, I am, but like this 
doesn't get it. Like this is pissed still at times, you know, or this still wants to be like, I'm pointing to my head for the podcast. Um, I, this still wants to be like, why isn't this happening? What am I doing wrong? You know, ah, how come I can't make these people see it? Or what's wrong with me? Or how come they don't like me? Or whatever stupid thing it is at the moment. Um, but, and, I, and I'm being honest about that because it's kind of, God's been showing me like, you know, you're missing the boat on that. And I have this, one of my deep fears, and it comes from that whole religious stuff, but it's like that I'm going to miss, that I'm going to be left behind or that I'm going to miss the boat or whatever. Like everybody else is going to get to go and I'm not going to get to go. You know, that, that's kind of my like deepest thing. So um, I uh, really have, I, I kind of, he was kind of revealing to me because more is always revealed that me not being in gratitude for all this amazing stuff that I have, and it's really a lot, um, is me missing the boat. <laughs> and that's me doing that. It's not, not anybody else. I am missing the boat because I'm not seeing all this beauty that's in front of me and this recovery and all you guys and all the cool stuff and the fact that the fact that this even exists, you know, that this program is here for us and it's free and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I used to think that gratitude lists were like cheesy and I didn't want to do it. You know, when my first million sponsor, you know, years ago when she asked me, it was like eh, it was just like pulling teeth, you know, because it seemed like something stupid someone was telling me to do. And now it's like. Oh, oops, like, hello, next level. So um, I'm, I'm really working on gratitude right now and just trying to feel it. And again, that's that going back to that surrender. For me, it's a surrendering. And that's like, a, I, I imagine it like there's something that's like one of those things that you put your hands on and your hair stands up or whatever. I don't know how they work, but like, like I'm like on that thing, like, ah, and then someone unplugs it and everything just drops. That's what surrender feels like for me when I really do it. And then I can just wait and see what God has to say and get out of ego. And, you know, and the reason I say I'm a grateful recovering compulsive eater, and I just, for me, I'm just a compulsive eater because I will just eat. Um, I overeat all of it, you know. I don't, I don't get, I don't have to get specific. Um, the reason I'm grateful for that is because when I'm in the ego, edging God out, I eat. <laughs> and it's just like as plain as day. So when the food's coming up, it's like, oh, here we go again. And, you know, and then I'll be in a little bit of rebellion for a little bit. I'm like, no, I want my food. And, you know, I've been abstinent for a long time, so I know how to eat without eating flour and sugar. And I really don't eat flour and sugar, by the way. No, nothing that says the word flour on it and nothing that says any of those kind of things that look like, that are sugar. So all of them, except for I eat dates. Um, Anything that has dates, because to me that's that's actually like a thing. Um, so anyway, um, I'm just I was just saying like, but I was eating a lot of French fries last fall. So right now I'm not eating fried. I've given up fried foods and dairy because I the half and half in the in the coffee goes all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I mean I don't need ice cream because it has sugar, but half and half. I mean I might as well. So. Um, I'm not doing that right now, and, and it's not easy. Like, I have to pray about that. You know, I have to turn that over because I want it. Um, <laughs> and it does kill my nerves, and I don't want to feel bad, and I don't want to be scared, you know. And, I, and I, I do go to God, but still, the feelings, you know, I don't want those feelings. So that's what God's there for, and that's why I put it down. Thank you so much for letting me be a therapist. <laughs> Thank you.
This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Is that it? Hello. Hi, thank you. Um, so I was curious about you uh, making amends to the family that wasn't necessarily uh, loving to you specifically. Mm-hmm. How you did that and how it changed your attitude and all that good stuff. Mm. Well, I'm in the process of one of this of a second Ryan right now, and the first time I didn't do a very good job. So the first time I'd say my first sponsor was uh, she was all about making amends to yourself. So what happened is my um, mother ended up apologizing to me, which had never happened, and it was I mean you want to talk about God. I mean, and she said the words I'm sorry. So um, that's what happened the first time. This time, right now we're um, well. First of all, I mean, it, it, again, it comes from that surrender. It's like I know that just the way I knew when I came in here, even though I didn't know anything, I knew that giving up flour and sugar had to be a good thing. <laughs> you know, I knew that whatever I'd done wasn't working. So with this, I, same thing. Like, I know that having, and I don't even feel resentful anymore, but I want to really be free of whatever residual stuff. It's fear, you know, and pain and I want to be free of that stuff, and I'm not, I mean, I'm human, so I'm not saying I won't have those memories, but I don't want to be in bondage of that, so, um, so right now we're just writing, and just, I think just me being willingness, I mean, that's, I think that's, you know, to me, surrender and willingness are, all we have to do is show up, keep coming back, you know, um, so we're writing, um, and my sponsor is really loving, so that helps. And um, we've written letters, and, and my sponsor kind of, like, I'll talk to her about it, and then she'll give me words. And then um, I'm going to go and sit with my parents and, and say it. Now, that's my mom. My dad, I don't know what I owe amends for because it, it's not clear to me. So, and this is interesting to me because part of the reason I get stuck is because I think if I can't figure it out, then I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> so thank God for sponsor, thanks God for program, because on my own I wouldn't do anything. I would just leave it there, and then we're both going to die, and nothing will ever be any different. Not that it can't, maybe it won't be anyway, but, you know, at least I can hopefully change my own thing. Anyway, so her advice was to just pray for God to show me what I need to forgive, what I need to forgive him for. So the minute, you know, the minute I did that, all this stuff started coming up in my other relationships with men, showing me patterns and things that, you know, and I just had that, that lens was on it. So that it was like, okay, and it really, and so far it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a wrongdoing. It feels like just kind of patterns that got built because of who he was and who I thought he was and how I saw him. And now it's just a matter of me, like, releasing my attachment to those patterns that were controlling me that I didn't even, I hadn't, you know. So, so I will, you know, do a face-to-face event, and it's going it's gonna, to, I can't even tell you how hard it's going to be for me. I know once it happens, it won't be because God's going to be with me. But my mind right now is just like, it makes my skin crawl to think of, because my pride, you know, my, I have pride. I don't. I don't want to let them off the hook, you know. That's me. That's my addict. I'm the one who's suffering, you know. They don't care. <laughs> They're fine. So that's my men's process so far. Do you um, ever feel like you're a victim? And so um, how do you overcome the problem? So my first time in the step... 
Oh, repeat the question. Do I ever feel like I'm a victim? And if so, how do I um, work program around it? So the first time I worked the steps for my defects, that was at the top of my list. Victim martyr. So I'm oh, of course, always either I'm either everyone's doing it to me or I'm doing everything for everybody. What is wrong with everyone? Um, so yes, <laughs> yes, it's a defect. And since I kind of called it out that first time, and God, I mean, God put that on that list so fast, you know, like it was right on the top. <laughs> you know, and that's like a um, you can't be empowered. You can't be um, you can't. So, and I, did, I wanted to say this earlier, like, I, I, you know, I believe that, like, God brought me here. He gave me the talents and everything that I have, whatever he gave me, all of us. And then, and then this stuff happened and life happened and then I kind of wrote a story and then that became my addiction. And now for me, recovery is like really recovering back to where he brought, where he wanted me to be in the first place. So um, that victim thing, that is my story. You know, that's not necessary. I mean, I was a victim. I mean, I was. At least I have that. You know, I can say, like, well, that did happen to me, which for me makes it, I guess, easier to release because it actually happened. So I can be like, okay, that happened, but I don't want it to be my story and I don't want it to control me. So, again, it's surrender. And, you know, like any defect, it's like, oh, crap, there it is again. So sobriety, like if I'm not sober, how can I see that? I'm just in it. You know, I'm feeling victimized. And if I'm feeling victimized, I can't recognize that I'm that, 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 that that's my story that I'm writing. So trying to stay sober, really, so that when those things happen, it's like, oh, there I go again. Okay, God, it's happening. That's pretty much how my days are all day, every day. Like, oh, yep, there it is. And that's my recovery. You know, that's sobriety because I can, I can, I'm detached from it enough and recovered enough from it that there's some, like I, I have a, you know, I do have start to have some walls of safety that I can live within that I'm not just completely ravaged by those feelings all the time, which is how my whole life was. I really thought I was a victim. That's how I thought everything. Everybody has just everything. You know, everyone's trying to hurt me. That's what I believe. Like people want to hurt me. That was my ground zero for how I started every single moment of my life, every working relationship, any anything. Like, oh, I'm here to get hurt. So anyway, I don't know if to answer the question. Um, thank you for your wonderful share. I was wondering, um, since you mentioned it several times, that you released um, Flower. I was wondering, did you did you make exchanges for that? Like, mm-hmm. let's say, I understand that we, we don't eat donuts, but, you know, pasta? Yeah, that's such a good question. Thank you for asking that question. Um, the question is that because I gave up flour, did I find ways to um, exchange for it? And the answer is no, because I found God when I came in here for real. Like, I'm not saying, you know, there, you know, you evolve as you. So, but my, like, I was pink cloud, like God took it away. And I knew that if I started, like, changing stuff out, that was the same difference for me. And my sponsor that I had at that time was very big on that. As a matter of fact, she wouldn't, she doesn't eat any power bars or any kind of bar, even if it doesn't have sugar because it looks like a candy bar to her. I don't have that problem because I do get a lot of, um, that's like a, that's a meal for me. Like that works for me um, as long as it doesn't have sugar or anything. Um, but um, only recently, like I think once since in my four and a half years, somebody gave me pasta that was just rice or something. It didn't say, it was just, it didn't say anything but one word. Um, but only now do I feel a little bit okay to do that. I just, and I wanted to say, you asked specifically about flour. So sugar, giving up sugar I don't know what the word is like I could have snuck a lot of stuff by still even without sugar which I know I wouldn't have believed at the time but I realized I could have 
if I was, but you put the flour in, you're, 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 there's a lot, you, you, it takes a lot of stuff off the table. Thank God that she said that to me because I would have never, if, you, if I didn't do that and you asked me to do it now, even with sobriety, I would be, it would be hard to give up those things. But because I just did it and I was trusting and surrendered, it, it was okay. What is your current higher power? Um, you mean like, so the question is, what, oh, the, the, the question is, what is my current higher power? And the answer is God. And I say like capital G-O-D because since I, like the God that I grew up with, you know, is, um, it's still the same guy for me. Because that's my recovery, that I'm okay. That it's like, I, like, I've forgiven him. Actually, I made amends to God. And I feel like he made amends to me. Like, that was important to me. Like, I had to be like, oh, oops, I'm sorry. I hated you all those years. Like, you really made me mad. And, you know, like, basically, F you. That sucked. Thanks for nothing. But now, you know, through, <laughs> through all this, it's like, actually, it wasn't nothing. It was everything. And God is everything. So, um it's 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 for me it's kind of a it's a little I, I have like a huge love affair with God so look we laugh about things like that yes I'm cuckoo I'm an addict hey I'm crazy um shocker but yeah and I'm an artist so you know I can be very imaginative and um yeah so like we like like I, my God shots are like funny little things and like I laugh I'm like God did you really just do that that's awesome thank you you know like that's the kind of relationship that I have with God and you know, I heard someone say once, well, not in program, but um, somebody asked her, like, where's God in all this? And she was like, God is every, like, God is all of this. Like, whichever one it is, is all the same thing. It's, it's completely everything. Um, and I say to my sponsees, like, I see, like, kind of the God energy as something that we can step in and out of as humans and addicts. Like, so we can choose, like, it's there flowing, you know, it's that river, and we can choose to, like, go into it. You can go into it and stand there and have the river, like, trying to not, you know, like, be fighting with the river. You can go in with the flow. Or you can, like, be on the banks, like, standing there alone, you know. So, and sometimes that's the choice that we make. I'm very um, conscious of when I'm out of, you know, if I'm like, you know, God, I'm not doing that today. I'm going to do it my way. You know, and it lasts about a day, and then I'm, like, regretting it and whatever. Thank you so much for your share. Um, do you have any kind of a daily practice? Yeah, um, the question is, do I have daily practices? I have not, uh, I haven't had consistent ones because my, um, like, going to God has been, is like, it's like moment to moment and has been this whole time. So um, I do, what I'm doing, I do different ones. I mean, it depends, so I don't, I don't, um, and I love the idea of rituals, but um, again, I'm an addict, so that lasts like, however many days and then I change it and then I forgot that I said I was going to do that and then blah, blah, blah. so um, I love doing the set aside prayer in the morning um, I love uh, just I, I love saying the third step prayer in the morning for me because of my work like I have to be out of myself so I have to say the third step prayer all the time so you know like um, and I probably should do 10 steps at night. There have been periods where I did. I love doing um, AEIOUs. I have sponsees so that they keep me very sober. Um, and I love doing step work. Um, but I'm not rigid about it. And I, I've never had a sponsor that made me be, except for the one that broke up with me and gave me a migraine. But um, so I don't, um, I've been, it's been okay for me. 
But, you know, there are times when I feel like, okay, I need to, like, get a little more regimented, which is usually self-will for me. Anytime I'm going, like, I need to get more regimented, that's generally me, not God. Because God's, like, got me, you know? Like, that's what I had an interim sponsor. She was like, God has got your back no matter what. End of story. Mm. Um, the question is do you have any sponsees that struggle with abstinence and what do you offer them as a sponsor um, yes and um, I, what I offer is consistency because that is, to me keep coming back is the miracle of this program it is the miracle. You don't have to do anything. Just keep coming back. If you don't come, then you're off on your own for sure. But you can be in that seat and, and, and be struggling. Um, so I, like with my sponsors, I'm pretty, you know, I am pretty, I mean, my sponsees, I am pretty regimented about, like my sponsor's not that way with me. You know, she, we schedule out three months and we meet and do step work. Like, but I'm like, you call me on Saturday and Sunday every, you know, I have one sponsor, I think we're going on three years, like Saturday, Sunday, and she struggles like crazy. <laughs> and, but she's awesome, and she's finding so much God, you know, and I think struggling is part of how, look, look, I mean, that's how I got here, you know. If I didn't struggle, I wouldn't need this, you know. So I think consistency and just showing up and love, you know, God is love, and um, that is the thing that he has that is another miracle. You know, I thought God was anger and punishment and mean and scary. Um, no, it's the opposite. And that's hard for me. Love is like the hardest thing for me because I, I didn't, that's not familiar, you know, and that's scary. Non-familiar is scary, even if that's supposed to be a good thing. So she, you know, just, she always, I think sometimes even, you know, we'll struggle thinking like maybe they're going to tell us they're going to break up with me or whatever. And I, I will never do that because, you know, we're hauling this together for the long haul. It's not going to go away, you know. So. Um, when I, the show that I told you about, my birthday, it was supposed to be one night and one night only. Um, and I just had my 13th show in December. Um, I recorded 11 songs last year. Um, I've done the OA birthday party, I think, four times. I think for 700 people the other night at the birthday party. I don't know if anybody was there. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just been, it's all God. Like, that thing is God. Like, I, I const like, I cannot... Um, you know, so now it's like, how does God come into my day job? <laughs> because, you know, that was kind of like, well, the, the self-will and that was like, oh, this will be my little thing. And then I'll they just kind of keep doing this. But it's like, no, God is every, it has to be equal to everything. So I just got to get out of ego and let him show me. I just, I kind of like let him show me opportunities and I'll, I'll put, I'll be like, okay, God, I would think you'd be really needed, blah, blah. But, you know, you tell me, <laughs> you know, and then we'll see what happens. 
So like this year, I kind of put out like I wanna I wanna sing this year without having to be out of pocket because I've been I spend money on it and um, I don't want to invest my money in that right now. But I still wanna sing, so I'm like just you know I would love it if you give me opportunities where I don't have to um, hire anybody or pay for anything. So we'll see what he does. Last a couple years ago, I said I would love to record, and I mean I worked actually from this program. I worked with a famous orchestrator who. You know, we did custom, he created orchestrations for me. I mean, it's just a miracle. And that, that's what I was saying. Like, I just laugh at God. Like, are you serious? Like, that just happened. So he, he's got it, you know. I just got to bring him into my day job more because that area, I thought I had it under, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing. Oh, my God, I'm a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so thank him. You know, it's so cool now to be like, okay, if I did that for you there, you know, imagine what I could do for you here. And actually, um, specifically, um, I don't know the time is probably almost up, but last, um, I, I got a, he, he brought me this amazing celebrity client who's in the music, who's a musician. And um, I'm like, are you serious, God? Like, Because ah! um, I don't really care about celebrities, but this was, like, cool. So, um, and, then, and then I got there, and it turned out he's crazy, and it was hard, and I'm, like, praying and calling my sponsor. And I was like, shoot, this was supposed to be fun. But it's like, you know, I don't get to quit because God, I'm like, okay, God, you, you brought it, so I guess I'm, you think I can handle this, so let's show me what I got to do. And then um, I did the birthday, this is last year, and then did the birthday party on a Friday night and then Saturday morning I was doing this big install for this client and I had the birthday party experience and I was it was the first time in my life that I wasn't nervous at all I didn't mess up I didn't there was not one inflection in my voice that I didn't feel sounded like good to my ears and I and I was like oh my god you know thank you so much god that was so amazing what that felt like and then I swear it was not even it wasn't it was like eight hours later because the next morning I had to get up and get and time's up thank you um I woke up in a panic attack about that installation, thinking that everything was going to go wrong. And God literally, like, got me out of bed and was like, did you not just see what I did for you last night? Like, what, what are you thinking? Like, you're going to be okay. Like, just trust, you know. And I was like, oh, right, I forgot. You know, because I was keeping those two things separate. Like, oh, that's that and this is this. No, it, it, God's got all of it. Thank you.